everybody welcome back to sister radio i'm so happy you're joining us for the 10th episode if you're new here a big welcome to you i'm akitami and sister radio is a podcast by sister library a community-owned, community-run feminist library based in Bombay. And just like the library, the space is about celebrating women. Every full moon and every new moon, we share a new episode where we talk to sisters from all walks of life about everything, including books written by female authors. And I have some great news for you. I hope you hang on with us until the end of the show. And uh, you know what it is. For today's episode, I am so, so happy to have Manka with us. She is phenomenal. She is a dancer and a musician from Impha, Manipur. And she's trained under various gurus, but her first guru was her own father, so she started training really young. She has trained in Moirangsai, Basok, Pena, Konjam Parva, and Hindustani music as well. But that's not all. She also has an MA in Manipuri dance. She's also been teaching hundreds of kids every Sunday in her play and learn classes, absolutely free of cost. And now over 300 kids who registered with her received the CCRT National Scholarship Award and are also the All India Radio Approved Child Artist. She's also traveled extensively and has performed in New York, Hawaii, Japan, Europe. Can't wait to talk to her. Let's get into it. Hi, Manka. Welcome to Sister Radio. You are so phenomenal and your voice and music is just everything. It's so amazing. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. Uh, yeah, I really, really admire everything that you do, especially your work with the kids right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let us just jump right into it. I okay, don't... yeah. Yeah, can you tell me a little bit about where you are right now? Uh, okay, I, I'm from Manipur and I'm right now I'm at a home because I can't go out anywhere this year. I brought up here and I started everything from here, my motherland, Manipur. And how has the situation been in Imphal during the COVID? Uh, it's like a wave, like sometimes it goes up, it goes down, but every day uh, the passion is increasing. There are so many sad news every day on news and paper, but I hope everything's returned back to normal. We are all following the rules, the SOPs and everything, but those normal things that we were doing before, it's not normal anymore. So we are still learning to live in this new normal. Especially for those uh, daily 
like worker who earn for day to day life. I mean, they just came out because they have to earn for their families and all. I just feel worried for them only because they came out every day without uh, without afraid of all of this thing. Yeah, they are fighting for their family and survival. I know there is a big market where mothers sell vegetables in India. Yes, yes, Ima market. Yeah, is the market still happening or has it been shut down? No, the the main Ima market is totally shut down, but there are some few places, um, not the main one, but other few places where uh, Imams uh, are selling all these vegetables and fishes. Now only few of them are there, but the the main one is not opening right now. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your childhood? Yeah, uh, you know it all started with the background of music in my family because my father is also an artist, and people call my family uh, a family of music because my mother used to be a dancer when she was a young girl. My brother, he's also an artist. Mm. So all four of us are artists now. So uh, when I grew up, uh, I grew up in a family of music because my father runs an organization called Lively. There were so many artists coming for rehearsal, practice. I used to grow up with them, dancing and singing with them. It was not a formal way of learning, but still I grew up with them. Mm-hmm. And I was um, around four, five years that I always told my dad, my father, that I want to learn something. Maybe it's a dance or whatever. I just want to learn something. But he, uh, at the time, he was just avoiding it because he was just testing my patience or something like how delicately I wanted to learn this art form. I used to sneak out of my home and then participate on some dance competitions on some other places without letting my parents know. Somehow they found out that I. I really love this music and dance so much. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't know what is folk music, what is modern, what is jazz, what is rock. I don't know what the genres are. So I just want to learn something. But it has to be a music and dance. <laughs> I was telling my dad. Mm-hmm. And then, um, of course, my father is my first teacher. But technically, you know, male and female, everything is different, starting from the voice, uh, cultures and everything. And my father always wanted my teacher to be a female. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily, he took me to one of the finest and renowned singer here in my country. At that time, he was already 70s years old. He's about to hit 80s. And I was only six, seven years old. That's how I started learning formally this art form and the music that I that I was learning and till now I'm still performing. It is the only art form which was practiced by women. And it is called Moirangsai. Moirangsai. So uh, Moirangsai is a folklore and it tells the story about Kamba and Toibi, the legendary hero and heroine of all the time like Romeo and Juliet it is a famous story here really Moran is the name of the place yeah so it is a story about that place so so many so many folk or so many historical events started from that place Moran's side is very famous for that combined to a love story she my my teacher she was the 
pioneer of the Maransai because it was on the late uh, 1940s and 50s that you know, that was after uh, after Second World War, women started practicing this kind of art form. And luckily, I wanted to learn the kind of, that Maransai and my father took me to her mm-hmm. for that art form. Luckily, she, she was impressed on the first day when I perform in front of her because at the time she was old and she don't want to just tackle with a very young girl because I was so small and she don't trust me at first but after I sing in front of her I think she was impressed and she took me as her only young student mm-hmm. and that is how that was how I started my music career. She used to sing so many different different kind of art forms related to religious festivals, occasions, and everything. And she taught me so many different um, different different styles of music. And then after some after a few years, uh, when I was in class eight. I started learning Manipuri dance from Manipuri Government Dance College, and now I have finished my graduation on dance. Uh-huh. Yeah, and also pena is the traditional instrument of Manipur, and that uh-huh. is the instrument I am playing. Uh-huh. At first, that particular instrument, women were not allowed to play, it and it was totally restricted. But after you know, after nineties, uh, women started playing it because not on ritual festival but as a performance as for entertainment matter uh, it was not allowed to perform on ritual festivals like Lai Harabas and all till now there are so many people who are against women who are playing pina but my teacher my guru he is a very you know famous pina player here in Manipur He's really old now, and he's a Padma Shri Award. He also was a Khangibam. He allowed women to play pena. Before him, there was one. There was one guru. He is Thoman Thoiba. He was the first person who allowed women to play pena because it is the traditional and you know, instrument of Manipur. And why cannot women can play? Because it is made of two components. One is mother and one is father. So. I started playing that pena with so many, you know, objections from mm-hmm. the society, mm-hmm. and uh, and then, and also I'm very stubborn at the time because I never listen to what people says about it. I just keep on playing and perform on stage, and I took everywhere I go for performance. That is how I started my music career, and at the same time also I'm, I'm also studying. Music is also such a big section and education also we just cannot compare like this one is easy this one is difficult mm-hmm. and it was really tough for me at, at the beginning you know for both educations and music uh, like many other uh, genres like westerns and classical they have their own institutions all over the world but for folk and traditions we don't have that kind of institutions at all mm-hmm. so we were following a guru shishya parampara kind of the, tradition we went to our guru's house and learn from her whenever he or she is free or something so we have to wait for him or her to see it is totally a guru shishya parampara style mm-hmm. so it must not a formal ways of learning but that is how that was how i started learning my music mm-hmm. and 
very luckily and fortunately, I have my father who knows everything, and I have my father's organization, Lifey. They are my teacher, they are my guidance, and they still manage my, you know, they, they, are, they are my manager, you know, Lifey is my manager. They used to manage everything for me. And slowly, slowly, I started uh, achieving so many things, like, and after. Yeah, that's how I started my career. Uh, from 2014, everything seems like changed a lot. Mm-hmm. It was the biggest turning point of my life. Uh, it was after I was selected for Asian Broadcasting Union Video Song Festival mm-hmm. at Colombo. I was selected as a solo performer artist from India. and. Um, I was the first one after I came back from Palembo. People started recognizing my work and everything, and yeah. And then so many small, small children, small kids came to me, and then my journey with the children starts from 2014. It was such a beautiful journey. You know, we have to struggle a lot at the at the beginning, but. We are still struggling right now, you know, not being an artist in Northeast with 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 our society, with a very uh, poor, you know, economics and yeah, everything. So mm. uh, it's just a beautiful journey if we look in the bright way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You've done so much work. And for how long have you been? learning music from your teacher well uh i was only six years old mm. when i went to her i was very young i mean i still I, I even can't remember exactly because people always said that the second you start talking you started singing and dancing everywhere <laughs> so <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I always wanted to learn this money premium folk and traditional music. You know, I was so odd at that time because all my friends were after pop music, Korean music. During those times, we were, you know, like Hannah Montana time, Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Justin Bieber. It was the time, you know, they started coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they were the pop idol at the time. It was at the time I was the only one who chose to learn this money premium folk and music so people think that I'm so outdated and they used to call me names they used to shout at me make fun of me at the time yeah but I just came all over it with the support of my family you know family support are so so important and yeah that's I grew up I mean it was such a mixed journey (laughs) yeah it's so amazing to see you embrace your culture so dearly and it reflects in the way your music is made and your videos you share and also just your presence in the Mm -hmm. social media I feel like it must be inspiring so many other Maite like Manipuri women and children to not feel like wearing their clothes is not being modern or not being popular because you are popular and you are taking up space and you do it beautifully it's just so amazing you're decolonizing while you're just being yourself mm-hmm. i'm sure it's really hard to exist in <laughs> you but 
it looks so effortless and so beautiful from the outside yeah and i really People, I would say is that you know my my way to both education career and music career i think you are well balanced and i think you don't struggle because so many people are saying that like, you don't seems like struggling at all you went so smooth but inside i am struggling i was struggling but we have to be artists are meant to be happy and always share the story in a very good and positive ways mm-hmm. to inspire others yeah <laughs> i mean it shows it reflects that you're doing it from a very happy place because you know like coming from a conflict space there is this heaviness in everything that we make so it is difficult mm-hmm. to navigate the space of art because there is an expectation as to how yes. we are going to present and what we are going mm-hmm. to present yes your art form is for your people there is no question of it being appropriated by anyone from the outside and that is uh-huh. just so beautiful i mean it's indigenous in modern times and it has transcended language and it has transcended boundaries and you've performed in international spaces and you've been celebrated in international spaces mm-hmm. are taking indigenous cultures and traveling with it and saying that yeah we can exist in a modern world and mm-hmm. it's funny you know like everything that we are doing or our elders have done it is just kept in an archival sort of a way in the museum and yes. it's almost like it does not exist anymore <laughs> Yeah, and it's so frustrating because we are still here. It's another thing that there is no funding. There's absolutely no attention. There's no attention put towards preserving our culture. But exactly. People like you what brilliantly and it's amazing and it's inspirational. It's so great. It's so amazing. Thank and it was such a biggest challenge in my life also because so many parents they always think that if we choose uh, music over education then you will be uneducated you will not see a better future not only on this folk genre every art forms their parents always wanted their daughters to become government employee doctors engineers they have this kind of mindset if you become an artist you will get a perfect man or your life will be over so many kind of things so it's a big challenge for me as an example that artists can also do so many things you know apart from what she is doing not it's not only about singing a few songs and all mm. she's carrying carrying something with them their roots their cultures their society their country everything so they shouldn't be in a small they shouldn't live inside a circle they have to go and they have to explore mm. i do get so many discouragement from society from my relatives and all yeah i just came over all of those negative thoughts from them i escape from them now and they are my biggest support now you know sending their children to me to at least learn something for our culture not only the song but how to present themselves in this modern world we have to carry our roots it's not about what we wear it's not about what we do it's about what we think how we appear how we present in front of the world so uh, i think everyone has to change their mindset on artists you know mm-hmm. it's not something like money is the only thing artists is after or money cannot bought artists and then, so people think that uh, if you become an artist then 
you will become you'll become a materialistic object of course there are so many sad stories about famous famous artists here in manipur especially they became like an objects and men treated them like a mistress you know and so many famous famous gurus they become mistress of rich businessmen they end up their lives uh, you know there are so many sad stories of the women artists that has to be the lesson of us now so so many parents remember all those kind of stories and they don't want their children to repeat after like them so would you say that there is a difference between women musicians and male musicians as to how they navigate through this cultural space well it, it, it is all because of the beliefs and the traditions that we keep on following from the olden times so because um, here in for manipur we can still trace since when women started performing in public was after the second world war women were not allowed to go out of their home and just perform in front of the public and all <laughs> you know and we so many things we are not feeling safe even now i mean so people were shouting protesting that women are equal to men everything but there are so many scary scary news hearing from you know different corners of the world mm-hmm. and um even though uh, i am also women you are also women even though we are feeling so much secure about it and even if we are very strong inside mm-hmm. the society and the other minds of every people are very important so here we never go out alone at night mm-hmm. but men are very free to go out at night because when it comes to let source uh we never go out i always my mom is always there with me because there are times when i perform at 10 11 mm-hmm. pm at the time even though i feel like okay i'm a strong woman but at the same time somehow somewhere i feel weak at some point of view because of the news we always feel the insecurity feeling somewhere inside us even though we feel like we are strong Mm-hmm. So there are still that kind of situations here. We never go out alone, but for men, they can go out anytime. How do you think uh, Aspa has affected your work, or does it have any effect on your work? For me, uh, I don't know. I cannot say about other people. I choose. I'm very choosy. because uh, maybe because of the art form that i'm practicing it's not like a popular art form i'm very choosy to where i perform who is organizing where am i going and in there are so many events and organized organized for especially for armies especially for uh, people outsiders those are those i always avoid all those kind of things because sometimes i i also heard so many unwanted stories like women uh, were treated very badly when they were performing like you know pouring money and touching them dancing with them you know like mm-hmm. uh, it was really really annoying and mm-hmm. scary mm-hmm. they will be drinking mm-hmm. and they are not focusing on the performance and they are just enjoying and it really affects and it really destroys the career of the artists and mm-hmm. i listen so many stories for that and i always avoid those kind of uh, situations for me mm-hmm. so till now i haven't come across any of it right now uh-huh. luckily 
Yeah, I hope it continues to be this way. But when did you think you would start working with children? Well, uh, <laughs> I never, I never thought of working with children when I started my career. But I really, really loved playing with children. It was at 2012. My library organized a workshop called Play Pena Class Workshop. Uh, So, in 2012, I was also joining the workshop, and mm-hmm. um, at the time there was no children. We were the children. <laughs> But on 2014, after I mentioned before, after I came back from Sri Lanka, that was the time some parents came to me and they were asking, like, "How will you charge if my uh, daughters uh, send to you for a music class?" And I was like, "Oh my God, I'm still young. I cannot do that. I cannot teach them." I can recommend you so many other gurus, but I cannot. But the children were insisting they want to be with me, and uh, you know, the, and the reason was so funny. <laughs> the reason was they think that I look like a uh, the toy bee, the toy bee, <laughs> because of my hairstyles. <laughs> I have long hair, and they think like I was a toy bee, and I'm singing a kamba toy bee story. Okay. And then that's the main reason they wanted to come with me. And I'm I'm so friendly with the children, and I always want to play with them. And then okay, just send them. But I cannot be a teacher. We will just do a play and learn kind of process. So that's that was on 2014. I can count. I still can count. Only four of them came, and one was only uh, four years old, and another is six, and another is five. They were so young. I was so happy and excited, but I don't know what to teach them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to teach them. So I just let them just sit and watch what we were doing. But afterwards, I think I feel like children always want to play. So I create my own technique of teachings. I didn't teach them like my teacher used to teach me because it was very difficult and it was a it, it was a very old tradition mm-hmm. and children's never like schools they don't want to go school so on sunday it was a sunday class so on on every sunday they used to come but if i teach them like a school then then they will start get bored and they would come anymore and i was afraid of that also mm-hmm. and i started creating something playing and learning at the same time so i make all of the words the words the lyrics that we were singing is very old and very poetic and um i make it very easy like a rhyming words and all and i started this play and learn kind of technique mm-hmm. and slowly slowly so many children started coming i don't know how how it end up with so many kids and i was so overwhelmed because mm-hmm. i always think that since i was very i always wanted to be a teacher at the very young age i ache like a teacher and slowly i becoming a, i have already become a teacher without even knowing it in a short period of time i started performing with them and it was such a big change in society and the mindset of people i always um, told especially the parents even if you allowed your children to learn our folk music or whatever kind of art form they need your support mentally and physically from a very young age because if we want to make something for our future then we have to start it working out from a very young age so i always focus on a very young children and i always told them that they need your support if you really want them to become successful in this career it's not only about the music he or she is learning 
they need to be well educated also i am not teaching this art form just to earn for a living or just to drop out from school and very sadly many children from a very poor family background came not afford on uh, education you know and i never took fees from them not a single penny so i'm just doing a free class for everyone what there are so many talented kids here and uh, i sent them to all india radio and uh, i make them applied for national scholarship mm-hmm. ccrt some of my kids my students they are receiving this scholarship awards mm-hmm. a small amount of money it will help a little in their families or it's brilliant you are making such a big impact in making this culture a living culture it's so great amazing do you have advice for young indigenous women who are looking to get into music or get into art i just want to say that if you really really wants to achieve something what you want you have to be honest and you have to be true at the same time first thing is you have to uh, make your family and parents understand what you really want to do if you follow your heart and if you follow what you are thinking very honestly then no one can stop you so persuading your parents is kind of easy than society i just want them to be so true and honest believe in yourself on what you really want focus on the thing you want after you're experiencing or then when you can start exploring others but you have to be very clear on what you want to do <laughs> i'm very bad on giving advice so no these are great advice <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is great um <laughs> okay cool do you have any uh, recommendations of books that you would want our listeners to look at books written by female authors i didn't read much but uh, i will recommend a book which is written by an author from manipur mm-hmm. i i really adore her and she is such a big inspiration mm-hmm. she was a princess maharaj kumari binodini daughter of george chand maharaj a royal family but she's a very bound to earth person Mm-hmm. She's a novelist, short story writer, playwright, a member of royal family of Manipur. She writes so many books, so many songs. Mm-hmm. Recently, her book Princess and Political Agent. I really like that one. Actually, it was just translated in English just mm-hmm. recently from an mm-hmm. uh, original novel called Porsaib Ombi Sanat Ombi. Amazing. Great recommendation. I will look that book up and try to see if I can find a copy. for the library thank you sis and uh, do you have any recommendation for musicians female musicians that we can listen to for me uh, I, in my playlist right now i listen so many music uh, from north is current is there a shout out that you want to give to an organization doing good work i can give a shout to my shout out to live because that's the only organizations i trusted so far and um, still you know supporting me and being my good guide and guardian it's like me of course obviously uh, <laughs> yeah sweet and how can mm-hmm. one be a sister supporter when if you have your own sister you will know how much value how much lucky you are so even if you are a single 
uh, better than you can just assume when you made some other sister from another mother and feel like you have your own sister. So, and even though you have your own sisters, just the feelings you have for your sisters and yeah, you can just soar to every sister you have. And, but I always feel like I want to have my own sister because I'm the only daughter. So <laughs> whenever I meet some girls, I just feel like I always call them sister who are not really my age, who is elder or younger. I always address them sister because, you know, I want to have lots of sisters. So many sisters will make a good chain mm-hmm. and we'll be stronger together. So Great. We have to look for each other at the back because, you know, being a woman is a tough. We don't have to just another woman without knowing anything about that. I think I should, we shouldn't do that. If they, that woman happens to be their sister and it will hurt a lot and we have to stand for the sister, so we have to be stand for each other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. For both like women and men, everybody stand for sisters. <laughs> it's important. Yes. <laughs> Great. Amazing. We have everything. Um, can you tell us where we can follow your work? Okay, uh, I'm very active on my Facebook page because I usually upload everything and, and uh, you know, on my page for officially mm-hmm. rather than Instagram. But my website is not really working right now. So uh, my Facebook, my official fan page, Manka. <laughs> cool. Right. Um, yeah, that is everything. Do you want to ask something to me? Uh, yeah, sure. I want to. Uh, uh, not ask, but I, I just want to say that I, I was really checking out all your episodes yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it was so. It was such a lovely journey and such a lovely, lovely episode. And it was so. Uh, entertaining and really inspiring at the same time yeah this was so great thank you so much for making time for me it was so amazing (laughs) same here it was so nice talking with you i absolutely love everything you do the kids are so adorable (laughs) they are like mini manga (laughs) (laughs) the haircut they are doing right now people are asking is that the rule you're making for the kids but no it's not it's not i didn't ask them to cut the hairstyle it just they, they just go and they just just do the same thing what i do uh, you know but so many people are asking me that questions like oh my god why are all the kids doing like this even the boys you know they started doing their similar haircuts when they came to me and uh, it was something like that's kind of cute you know it's so cute it's super adorable and yeah i'm living for it it is great it is amazing thank you so much for everything you do really for keeping this culture alive and thriving and bringing it to the kids it is great to see everything you're doing thank you thank you so much all right i'm going to let you go now see you around (laughs) Bye. See you. Bye-bye. Have a good night. You too. Bye. You just heard a conversation between me, Akitami, and my sister, Manka. 
Music for Sister Radio is composed by Shasha Patel and we are supported by Prohibitia India, the Swiss Art Council. The good news that I wanted to share with you is that we have just launched our YouTube channel and we will be sharing all the episodes that we have published so far on Sister Radio with text on screen to make the content more accessible to everyone please share it with your friends and your family the other good news is that we are extending our lease for the year for sister library if you'd like to support us in putting the monies together for this year please check the crowdfunder in the show notes if you'd like to write to us we are i love reading women at gmail.com our instagram is sister.library and our twitter is sisterlibrary i'll see you next time until then keep celebrating women Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>